and welcome to the We Will Nomad podcast. I'm Lisa. And I'm Andre. And together, we will nomad. Welcome to episode five, the things we should have packed. And the things we should not have packed, more mm, importantly. Yes, I wonder which list is going to be the longer one. Uh, we always have this ongoing um, battle, me and Lisa. She likes to add things and I like to remove things. I like to optimize space. If I've got space in my bag, I'll fill it. We, there won't be an empty spot in my bag. So maybe we should start out by talking is that when we used to holiday short term, uh, we managed to travel very light. Yes, we very, very small bags. Yeah, we used to each carry a thirty-liter bag, a thirty-liter backpack. So very compact, and that's all we travel. And that was with. generally for a month's travel. A month's travel. We did figure out though that it didn't really matter how long you went away. You, you could, need the same. You stuff. need the same things, and and if you figure out what you need, it's quite easy. We we always and actually thought that it's dependent whether you go to a summer destination or yes. winter destination. But ironically. We figured out that if you travel light and you go to a cold weather destination, you pretty much wear all your thick stuff all the time. So your bags empty. So your bags are actually emptier. It actually and when you go to a summer, if you go to a summer destination, you, you actually you need a jacket, you but, but you never wear yes, it. Yes, but you still need it. But so that, it's in your bag all the time. But the clothes, we're not going to talk <laughs> the about. The other clothes. thing we also made, we also realized was even traveling with a thirty liter packs. We always came back and had something we didn't use. Oh, yes. So this is what we're really trying to learn from and what we're just going to go through a little bit but in this podcast. we're not talking about clothing. No, that'll be a separate podcast. Yes, we're not this talking about clothing. things. Things <laughs> we should have packed and things we should not have packed. I've so got a feeling that the not have packed should have pro- it'll probably be the majority. Mm-hmm. Well, the not have packed list is already uh, diminishing. We've been on the road for about two months now, and we've already started ditching some things that we have packed. So let me start with the first thing. That so this is things we packed but have already ditched? Yes. There's a list of six <laughs> items. And I should say, this is an ongoing process. Every single stop <laughs> we're at, we look at what else can we get rid of and yeah, ditch yeah. something else. So right now... So the first thing that I ditched... Right now, we still carry traveling hand luggage only, or we try, but our bags are a little bit bigger. Much. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've got a 45-liter bag, and you've got a 40-liter bag. Okay. And... Let's start with things we packed but have already ditched. So the first thing that I got rid of, very sadly so, is my very compact travel hairdryer. I was a little bit sentimentally attached to it because it came all the way from Japan from our first trip 15 years ago. It's a really compact hairdryer and very often in places when you stay there is not a hairdryer and I like washing my hair at night and then I want to dry before I go to bed. So I figured I'm going to travel with my hairdryer. And I, every single uh, place we've been at has a hairdryer, yep. and it's just not worth it. So I've ditched the hairdryer. Thank goodness, because from the beginning I said, honey, we really don't need to pack everything. No, hairdryer. you did not. You said, Lisa, oh. we do not need a hairdryer. I, I work slightly differently. I always say, what can you, what, what do you absolutely need? Because you can't take everything. And if you can buy something for, say, under $10, 
when you need it, then it's worth it. Even if to, to buy it when you need it, mm. well, you can't carry everything. And most of the things on this list will probably fall close to that. Yes. I mean, I I'm say. sure in the next two years, there will be a point somewhere where we stop for a month or three months and I do yeah. want a hairdryer, but then I'll just go and buy one for that time. It's much better to do that than lug one around for two years only yeah. to use for a period of a few months. You can go into, I mean, most of the places we stay offer hairdryers. If you don't have one, you ask them, so they'll give you one. And besides, if you're really somewhere for long term, you need one, just go out and buy one. Or okay, my, just my, let your hair dry in the sun. My, I, I really had to think long and hard because, to be honest, my, my packing was so uh, efficient and economical. <laughs> wow. I didn't have to chuck everything. But one. But thing, I will say, I was very surprised by this article that it actually did end up in your bag. Okay, so I packed like a very compact travel luggage scale. You know, those little ones that you hook onto your bag and you weigh your bags with. For some reason, I thought maybe... Because we're traveling hand luggage, you need to be aware of what stuff weighs. But I figured, okay, now adding more stuff weight just to, to weigh your, a bag. Weight and, to your backpack that you want to no. check is underweight for hand luggage only. So it had to go. The one thing we have realized is that when you do book an airline ticket that is only hand luggage only, they do seem a little bit more concerned as to what your hand luggage weighs. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you've got a ticket with an airline where you've got checked luggage included, then, ironically, they really don't even bother looking at the weight of your hand luggage. Well, it's less concerned, I think. I think the, there's two things. Normally, we find that uh, are you taking advantage of the, the cabin no luggage, luggage policy? In other words, mm-hmm. are you walking like an Oros man with <laughs> your pocket stuffed and two handbags and a PC bag and a <laughs> trolley bag and this is your hand luggage? And are you really going to take away some storage space from other mm-hmm. passengers firstly and also you can potentially overload their cabin bins mm-hmm. and the size of the plane matters so the long yes. flights generally have bigger planes and the size of those overhead bins are more than adequate to deal with those but stuff. I mean we never go over 10 kilos on our hand like on, our, on yeah. our backpack and what we do is if it is a 7 or 8 kilo luggage restriction it is easy enough to take something you heavy take out your backpack out. and yeah. just sort of put yeah. it in your trolley at the airport let them wait give you a sticker and then pop it back into your backpack yeah. As long as it's not a ridiculously sized piece of luggage and it's under 10 kilos, I feel that that's Generally, it's okay. not a problem. Depends who you fly with. I think the low-cost carriers in Europe, I've seen I've seen people wa- walking up to the boarding gate and then being made to stuff their bag into this little basket frame. That didn't yeah. measure. And if it doesn't fit in through that frame, then we've seen someone get their bag in that frame and not be able to get, get it out. out. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, anyway, okay, what's your my, next? my next one item, which I chucked, is a Rubik's Cube. Yes, you may laugh, but I figured we're going to have so much time waiting in airports, sitting on planes, trains, buses, <laughs> and things like that, that it's going to be so much fun to sit and play with a Rubik's Cube. Maybe I should add, though, we both... Can have been able to a solve a Rubik's Cube <laughs> under two minutes, I think. So it's not yeah, exceptional. It's well under two minutes yeah. you had So it. we, well, there was one trip we had where we, we put we our minds to it and we practiced <laughs> the algorithms how to solve Rubik's Cubes. But that was a few years ago. I don't think either of us can still remember how to do it. No, and I wanted to really recapture that in a way. So I brought the Rubik's that Cube along. It was good along. fun. It yeah. was good fun. And perhaps if we do stop somewhere for longer, one. we'll get a small one. Hmm. Uh, because that was a really nice... Uh, Almost brought a pack of cards. Almost. So Maybe close. But we never play better. cards. Rubik's Cube is good. Keeps your mind So active. anyway, no Rubik's Cube for us for now. Took up a lot of space and we just weren't using it. And it was a, it was a nice Rubik's Cube. It had those it was a joint speed, cube. speed cubes. Yeah, it was nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, maybe next time. So does anybody travel with a Rubik's Cube? <laughs> 
Probably not. <laughs> at least I did leave it at a backpacker place yeah. where we were in Huolin. So hopefully somebody Probably else will use enjoy it. I'm sure. Or, or fig, try and figure out what to do with it. Use the doorstep. Paper, paper, wait. Okay. So the next one is not really something I packed because this is a contentious, contentious topic. Lisa has a problem with towels. No, I don't have a problem with towels. I have a little bit of a, what do you call it? Uh, a problem. <laughs> A fetish with towels. Oh, gosh. I really it's like worse. microfiber towels. Yes, it doesn't sound so that weird. Lisa's always concerned that we are, what if we get somewhere and we don't have a towel? And I always say, you know, we've been, no, just to, to preempt this, we started our minimalism style of traveling when we did touring on by motorbike. Yes, and that's so, when we were the very almost first people in our friend group who bought these microfiber super towels. Super compact microfiber towels. Travel. So, and I was rather taken by it back then, you know. It was, oh my word, we can carry a towel with us in a motorbike uh-huh. because we camped most of the time, so you needed to have your own towel. And it was so compact. It was just such an amazing phenomenon that I think that's just got me... I love it. And now when you go to Europe and you go to Decathlon, they have these beautiful microfiber towels. And I just yeah, fall in love with okay, them. I and think I buy too many. I'm starting to see the problem with the towels, Lisa. So you just. <laughs> anyway. I should be less so attached before to we left on this trip, we had this argument. Okay, I know what we need. We need s- small, compact, pocket sized towels. Not pocket sized, but, you know, co- pocket. Half of a size. For when you go on the beach. And we have those. And we have those. Okay. They They, fit just about. You can wrap them around your waist. You can wrap them around you. They're super compact. They're honestly the size of Lisa's fist. Not my fist. Lisa's fist. And they're great. It's quick drying. And then you need some. But they're not that pretty. (laughs) And then then you maybe need like a smallish microfiber. Not much bigger than like an A3 page, I would Mm. say. You use an emergency to dry yourself with when you shower if you don't have a towel. That's it. So this time around, Lisa and me had an argument. She said, no, she wants to take one larger towel. A nice, big, pretty microfiber towel for the beach that you can easily lay on or have a picnic. So the problem was that the towel we brought wasn't exactly fist size. It was like two fist three f- to my fists. No, two my Okay, let's, I think we, we're boring ourselves with the towel talk. Anyway, the towel had to go. Boom. Next. What's next? Next is something of mine that I always wanted to travel with. And this time I decided I'm going to travel. Every time we travel, we travel to hot destinations. And I seem to really struggle with a little bit of a pimple outbreak on my face. Maybe it's just all the chocolate ice cream you eat, Lisa. Mm, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so this time I was preemptive. And I brought along a face scrubber. One of those little battery-powered face scrubbers that a face scrubbing brush spins around to better clean my face. Well done. That sounds like a great routine. Anyway, a month later, it definitely didn't help the cause at all and I found a really cool replacement in the shop Daiso here which is a little silicone face scrubber which fits on your few of your two or three fingers on your hand it's very compact and it's got little bristles that you can scrub your face with so I ditched my battery operated face scrubber in lieu of a very more compact one and my face is looking better already so after the a uh, hairdryer, the towel, and the face scrubber. You suddenly don't sound like an experienced uh, minimalist traveler anymore. <laughs> We're making a dent in our reputation. This is forever. It's like okay. we're traveling full time. It maybe had a different I'll, feel. I'll to put it. this in perspective. The, I had to wreck my brain. It was the last thing that I, I, I could find that I had to throw out, which I packed. And all I could come up with, I think I threw away two spare USB charging cables. And our one's a bit wonky now. <laughs> but these are these these are the kind of things you can really pick up anyway. So why if you go, I mean, if we all have little pouches with 
extra goodies. We travel with quite a bit of electronics. That's just the way it, it is, unfortunately. So you end up having a little pouch just with charging cables. But honestly, you don't need too many. Well, when one breaks, they're so easily available and they're so dirt cheap. And we always it's have actually nicer anyway. to just go and buy a new just one. Buy a new one. They don't last forever anyway. So, that so was, that's what that's we've it. packed and ditched. Yeah. Not too much stuff, but yes, definitely but, some things we should have known better. But we, we can agree there's a, there might just be a few more things on the to-ditch list. And I think for now, let's call them nice-to-haves, but potentially ditchable well i would say potentially because some of them would be ditchable others definitely not because my first nice to have is a yoga mat yes i'm traveling with a yoga mat but it's really nice to be able to do yoga i try and do yoga not quite daily but every second day or so i, I would say though at least it's not a heavy full-size yoga mat it's a it's super compact super travel, lightweight. super lightweight yoga mat i had my reservations traveling a yoga mat firstly it looks quite daft <laughs> cool you look like a people are more age, friendly to you if you carry a yoga mat or not <laughs> they avoid you <laughs> but i went for a roll-up yoga mat for the reason that it's just better you can sling it over your shoulder so it's not doesn't go in my backpack whereas the fold-up ones actually take up space in your bag yeah and, and i one... had considered going with a yoga towel which i actually bought and had before we left but it also takes up more space. The yoga mat is just the easiest because it's on the outside of the backpack. Yeah, we figured, to be honest, two months later, it hasn't been a huge problem carrying no. it around. And it sometimes works as an umbrella. I, I did forget it once. <laughs> you did? At the airport. <laughs> oh, we were actually boarding. <laughs> and I put it down to put something and I just left it. And since then, mat. I've carried the yoga mat. Yeah. So I think was, you might have done that strategically. It was strategically. a sneaky plan, but mm. we still got the yoga mat. But, uh, you know, the yoga. I also do the odd yoga session uh, um, and it's still it's nice handy to have. to have. And we haven't had a problem carrying it onto an airplane. No, um, nobody minds. Yeah. All right. So my biggest nice to have right now is traveling with a drone. And you were considering leaving that at home. I was because the uh, if you space, if, space if you carry if you if you travel carry on. Firstly, I travel with a laptop. Firstly, I travel with so many gadgets and gadgets and now i added a little drone to it now it's probably the small, smallest drone you can find it's the dji spark and yes the mavic is close to it but trust me the spark is smaller, the spark is smaller <laughs> when you pack it but it still takes space and with three batteries and a controller it weighs probably half a kilogram at least. But I must say, I was, I was more in the mind frame of it's not worth carrying along. And after these first two months, I'm very glad we do have it. Mm. And I've really enjoyed the fact that we've used it. Obviously, depending on where you're going, it yeah. does make a difference on how much you can use the drone. So in Europe, it's a little bit more tricky. But we found so far in Taiwan and in Korea, they're very relaxed about it. And it's actually, we've had plenty of opportunities to use the drone. I think, I think if you're smart about it, I mean, we obviously try not to fly over people, over private property, or anywhere busy, and just be away from people. Because generally, we don't want other people in our shots. Mm -hmm. uh, we try and get some more uh, footage of us and mm -hmm. also scenery. If you'd like to see some of that footage, go check out our YouTube channel. Yeah, go check out our mm -hmm. YouTube channel. But so far, it's been nice, and I think I've adopted... The problem with the DJI Spark was that... It was there was a big uptake as sort of a beginner drone, and I think a lot of people haven't been using it. So the second-hand market's been flooded, so you can't really get anything uh, reselling them. So I've sort of adopted the the approach that use it as best as I possibly can, 
without being too concerned for its well-being. Hmm. <laughs> and, I still worry a little bit about well, its well-being. Well, yes, but, but <laughs> use it. Use it, and yeah. if something goes wrong, then fly it so over water, it. fly it fly where you need to, yeah, and yeah, yeah, get the footage you absolutely. want. Yeah. So that's one thing I may still get rid of, but I must say right now, I'm, I don't know if I will. I would say the one thing I'm every I'm about 50-50 on at the moment getting rid of is a travel pillow. So we decided this time to travel with a travel pillow, not the conventional bean-shaped ones that most people have. Bean-shaped? Oh, like a bean-shaped, a U, U that, that goes around your neck. Your neck. No. This is just a little roll. So it's probably it's actually about, a neck roll. It's a little neck roll. And we currently stuff them into our backpacks when we've got space. Otherwise, it's got a little sling that you can actually just clip onto the outside of the backpack. But they are filled with like, and foam filled balls, with little, I think. Yes, those little white polystyrene So they're very lightweight. I, I, I never travel with a neck pillow. When we do long haul flights, I've always taken the inflatable one. Every, inflatable every time one. we go somewhere, we buy another one. <laughs> and I, I always find them cumbersome and and unnecessary to use. Maybe if my body shape doesn't work, I'm too tall. I think they're too small for you. Yeah, yeah. I'm too tall, so I sit high yeah. in the seats and it doesn't work. But oddly enough, I haven't used my travel pillow during travel, but I've actually used my travel pillow in other places. Mm. Well, this is the thing. Most places, you, you don't always get a pillow that's comfortable enough to sleep in. Or just in. a second pillow, and just something slightly so higher to put your head up. I add this, my little roll to my pillow to just give a little bit more support mm. under the neck. And it's actually more useful where we stay at accommodations and not so much yeah. when you travel. The thing is, at the moment, they don't weigh much. So even if you want to carry, you always hook to the outside of your bag and mm, that's what we do. the weight. And I don't think that's really a problem, but that is something that might go in the bun eventually. Eventually. Okay. Or we'll lose it. So here's another contentious one. <laughs> we always used to travel with little headlamps. That's very small, compact. Uh, I think it's diamond. Uh, diamond black or oh, something. What, what's it? Black diamond. Mm, black diamond. Black smallest. Diamond. Very, very small, compact touch. See, it's really useful because they've got the red light and they've got uh, adjustable white light. And if you do any sort of hiking or night climbing, or we've done some things we had to wake up before sunrise. If you and, go and climb a volcano, if you think of when we went to Ijen, Oh, and yeah. you go Opera, and do a sunrise uh, hike somewhere, then climbing, walking it's there, it's super, great to have a headlamp. Absolutely. I mean, last year we were, or last year we were in Indonesia, we did a lot of dark stuff. Mm. You prepare. I mean, we went uh, to, what is it, Bromo? Yeah, well, Ijen and Bromo. Yeah, Bromo, we also climbed sunrise to see sunrise. And without the, the evening. You can always argue, but we always have cell phones with us, or we have But this, battery or, life on a cell phone, and often you want to be taking photos at the yeah, same time. Yeah, you need time. your hands free. There is just that convenience of a headlamps so, but for now while we can squeeze them into our bags they I still look they're think very they're small they're probably about the size of a matchbox together yeah you know like box. a like a Not normal matchbox. like mm. a, i don't know what size matchboxes in <laughs> all around the world but africa the little <laughs> trays but anyway well my we'll next see. item is a little bit bigger than a matchbox it is an epilator Sure. So yes, there are much more compact ways of, uh, what do you de-hearing. say, de-hearing, de-hearing. <laughs> staying smooth on the road. One could just have a blade or, or something like that. But I really don't like shaving, so I enjoy an epilator. And for now, I still think it's worthwhile carrying it along. I think it's for you. 
the way you've sort of... I only need to use it once a week as opposed to shaving. shaving. You have to do it more regularly. Mm-hmm. And it, it works. still works really well. It is nice to have, but it's almost a necessity, I would say, at, at the moment. You don't want me to go all natural and have hair. Well, it's always an option. <laughs> I mean, it, it, apparently it helps for insects to keep away. and It, it costs a, sh- mm, a sh- I don't think I'll manage it's that. A, it's, it's good for, <laughs> for not to get sunburned. And... <laughs> Uh, okay, but just to sort of um, link on to the hair issue, one thing we've carried, which we actually today think of ditching, is I've carried a mirror. Not a, like a very small mirror, but like a, a, a like a palm-sized mirror, palm maybe. Palm-sized Because I, ha- I keep a beard, and I need to, to sh- sort of trim it quite regularly, at least once a week. And to do that, I need to have... Mirror. And it's fine to well, say you stand, stand in front of a bathroom basin, but if you use a trimmer on your face, the hair goes everywhere. <laughs> so I prefer to either go into the shower or be outside or mm-hmm. where I, and then I need a little mirror. But today we realized Lisa actually had a little a small pocket, pocket mirror. mirror, and that's actually fine for what I need. So I'm chucking my mirror. So I can actually come off this list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Space <laughs> score. All right, Lisa, well, what's I've your one more thing last that I... luxury item? <laughs> Still, I'm very happy to have at this point in time, although, so I'm carrying a pair of very, very compact paper thin slippers with me. Well, the only reason why they're compact and lightweight is because you don't have size feet I have. Yes. And they're really great because whenever you're in a place and you come out the shower or you just want to walk around inside the house, you don't always want to wear your sandals, your flip-flops. I like to have something a little bit warmer, or you want to have a sock on your foot if it's cooler. You often stay in places where there's air conditioning, and then I want to wear my sock and a slipper. But you don't know that socks and and sandals is very fashionable nowadays. In France, maybe. Germany. (laughs) Germany and France. (laughs) So I'm carrying a very flat pair of compact slippers, but when they go, because they are really at their end, they are not going to last very long, I probably would not carry slippers along. Yeah, it depends. I mean, we, I think it also debate. I, I cottoned on to many years ago the best flip-flop I don't want to talk about clothing really I found that last the longest is most versatile is a croc flip-flop you're saying that on it it doesn't look like a croc it looks like a sandal or a normal flip-flop. A normal flip-flop but it's super comfortable it's non-slip you can wipe it clean it's you can wear it like a sandal you can wear it outside you can you can rinse it it's just okay, incredible. okay. we will talk okay. further on shoes and travel shoes I'm sorry, I in mean the next to, podcast uh, rave about my crocs for a second <laughs> <laughs> let's go on to a few things that we should have brought but we did not this bring is, can you is, believe there are actually, actually some things this is disturbing because if you ask me because we've traveled a lot and yeah. we've never had this this need, what we're going to discuss right now. No. And if you told me before we left two months ago, okay, um, maybe this would be a good idea. Well, I, I actually did say the number item number one would be a good idea I know, to an extent. I thought you were out of your mind. But, yes, okay, you did. Okay, you, you, <laughs> Wait, say it on air. Am I right? Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so the first thing that we should have packed but didn't is a lightweight mug for coffee or tea. What I wanted to bring was a flask, which I which would have worked the mug slash flasks that we actually had. But what we have now purchased is a very lightweight mug. Yeah, it's like a lightweight melamine, but it's quite nice. Sturdy. It's sturdy in size. What we found in Taiwan and now in Korea is that they give you very small cups to drink your tea out Paper cups. Paper cups most places. And 
for me, I want to make a mug of tea. I want to drink my tea, not only a hundred moles of it. I want a 250 mole mug of tea and I want to drink it and feel like I'm not drinking it out of a paper cup. No, I'll give you this one. I think in retrospect, after after seeing what we we use we got now we got it's very well made super light weight and you know you can keep it between your socks or in fact mm-hmm. fill the bag with your socks and you don't even know they're there and they're super handy to have uh, we really both nice enjoy a have. cup of tea or a cup of coffee and to have your own mug is actually super nice yes yeah. I agree but another thing which might not be that obvious and I think it also depends where you go in the world is I would never have said that we needed those <laughs> when we. We started carrying a folding knife with us. It's not like a pocket knife. It's more like a kitchen-y knife, but it closes. Call, most of them, they call fruit knives. Yeah, but it closes into its handle. So it's, it's not like a, sl- a, a blade. Or a no. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's, we a, looked it's a fruit at... knife that you... And we got a smaller one and a slightly bigger one. And Here's the reason is that if you're in Asia... I still haven't mastered the art of eating a pork chop with chopsticks <laughs> or a, a whole chicken cutlet with just a chopstick. It just, somehow that's what they do. It yeah. just doesn't work. And, and also, we also we share a lot things, of food. Yes. So in the street market, we buy something and we gnaw it on the one side. So sometimes not just And I eat it. a lot slower. It's great to be able to cut something in half and I can eat my half in yeah. my own time and you can have your half. So now we don't go anywhere without that knife in my back pocket or in my rucksack. We do backpack. get a lot of looks when we are flipping out the food knife. court and he flips out <laughs> his knife and knife. cuts our pork chop in half and, and everyone's like, wow, man. You know, if you come to, an, I mean, we've been to a few places now, Airbnbs and we're in Taiwan and in uh, uh, South Korea. Korea and just they don't give you. They don't give you a fork or a knife. No. In an Airbnb. No. They There's will give you ten chopsticks. And chopsticks. Those. And that's sometimes it. tongs. And also, okay, this is the third and fourth item I'll add to it. A teaspoon, a very mm. small teaspoon, because now you've got a mug. How you make a cup of tea? You don't get. You don't get teaspoons in Korea no. or Taiwan. No, no teaspoons. So we carry, to measure we carry out your a coffee. teaspoon, so you can stir something and measure out some coffee, and we also carry a fork or two forks to go with our knives because sometimes when you, especially you fix your own meal, or even when you, you get a microwave meal or something like that, hey, it's I'm a not lot easier to eat with a spoon and a chopstick. You know, we've, we, 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 the fork is a very handy invention. We are unfortunately still a bit Western. So they come back and they travel with us, and I think. Um, it should be interesting to see at what point we don't need them. Mm. And I do think it's much more practical to have what we've bought now, the folding knife and a proper fork and teaspoons, than, for instance, a spork. Oh, so yes. we have previously traveled with plastic sporks, yeah, like just, but they mm. never really worked out, and that's mm. why we didn't bring them along this time, because they're not that practical. You it's get those titanium there. ones, which is like super light, mm. modern, but you know what? I like the fact that I've got a flick knife. <laughs> you like your pack knife oh, and have been able handy. to eat with a fork. Super handy, absolutely. All right. So I think the that last item that I more. think that we should have brought but didn't, and this is one of those things that we just didn't actually have one and we figured it would be better to get it on the side of the world, is an umbrella. We, we, always, we always knew that... And this is also from past experience, especially coming to Asia. You need you to be prepared. You will need an umbrella. We carry, each carry a little poncho. We each carry a rain jacket. We... 
our bags have got rain covers, but an umbrella is an indispensable mm. thing if you travel on this part Absolutely. of the world. You want to keep the rain off your head. And also you want to have it with you. So we go out, I chuck the little umbrella in my back, in my little day pack, and in the case of emergency, you can open it. Look, ideally you each need an umbrella. Yes, but that's just too much space. For, for us, it just takes a little bit too much space. Mm. So we, we carry one umbrella and we hope that that can make it. So we didn't bring one, but we... Got one within our one. first week, I think. Second day, I would say. We, well, the we, first, we yes, the one. first rains. And it was a compromise because you can't go too big and you can't go too heavy, but we've used it many times. And the thing is, in Asia also, if you are trying to stay out of the sun, you can also use it for yes. sun. I mean, in Asia, every single person has an umbrella yep. and they walk with it almost Always. all the time because sun it's color. either for rain or for sun. Exactly. So, umbrella, very handy thing to have. You just got to weigh up size compactness versus size for usability and wait and wait all right well that sort of wraps it up i think uh, this i think there's a, the, the, there's a few more things that might be added to the list as we go mm-hmm. I, th- I think um we, before we left on this trip we also had a debate bringing a few things with us which we did not do eventually mostly well, because some of them space and I weight. didn't even know we didn't have with us <laughs> <laughs> and the reason for that is last year when we traveled Europe and we camper van uh, one of the most uh, useful oh, things to have were aqua shoes or water shoes because you know, European beaches are all corally and pebbly and I, I sort of felt it would be really nice to have something like that but and also when you go into the water then often there's stuff, know, the stuff that poke yeah. your feet. It's nice to have the aqua shoes because mm. you can just go in and walk and not safe. have to worry. Yeah. Be safe. Mostly in Asia, we beaches are sandy, but mm-hmm. it is nice. And so we. So you did not pack them in. We didn't. I I I eventually <laughs> I removed them because they and were too bulky. I'll be honest. We have not yet had the no. need for them. And the same thing applies. Wherever we do need them, they will be available so cheaply. Some. We'll just get yeah. them at that point and yeah. probably. Dump them again. Absolutely. The I other thing we, to line oh, up with that was that I did actually want to bring with, I had packed in, and I think you sneaked that out of my bag, <laughs> were swimming goggles. <laughs> because trying to stay fit and doing things, we thought maybe we'll swim in some places, and I quite like the idea of that. Or even just not, not snorkeling, snorkeling but just messing waves. around in the water. Yeah. Swimming goggles, I thought, were so compact that it would be nice to have with us, but they did not end up in no, my bag. No, just one more thing, eh? It's mm-hmm. just one more thing. All right, I think that sort of wraps it up. We got, we, we, we've got a few more conversations with uh, goodies we brought that we find incredibly handy, but this gives you an idea of what we should have packed. And what we should not have packed. <laughs> I think on the next episode, we'll probably go through some of the other handy things which you may not think about packing, but which we think are absolutely indispensable. All right, cool. Thanks for listening. So let's, uh, you ready to go pack your bag out so we can see what else Add can be to the list. On. Now podcast's done. Now, now we can right. keep everything else. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> thanks for next listening. Time. Thanks. Bye.